This is the time that we all been waiting on. The moment all the naysayers been hating on. See, they've been talking down on us and flexing. It'll take more than that for you to stop a Houston Texan. A lot of teams talking tough and can't back it up. But not the boys on Kirby, so you can pack it up. Reliant Stadium is where you can find us with the whole city of Houston, Texas standing behind us. See, we've been waiting on this one for 10 years. Sacrificing our bodies with blood, sweat, and tears. All right, guys, welcome back to another edition of Texans Unfiltered, a Houston football podcast for your Houston Texans. I am your host, Young Ari Gold, and I'm joined, as usual, with my co-host, John Wade, the Garnet Texan. And, John, we had football last week. That you didn't watch? I didn't watch the second half. <laughs> Life's crazy right now. Has but nothing to do with the football. dedication of my team. Yeah, oh, putting together man. a patio in the backyard and... Doing stuff with buying a home and starting why, at Google. Why would you buy a home before football season? I don't know, because my wife wanted to. <laughs> uh, it's start, like getting married yeah, during football season. It's, it's the worst. And then starting at Google was rough, and I'm still doing that, and I'm working a lot more. So it's just it's just been weird. It's been a weird couple weeks. I haven't had a chance to really focus on anything football-wise. Uh, I did watch the first half. I've read a lot about it, but I just I didn't have a chance. And I'm not going to lie about watching it. I didn't. I just couldn't. <laughs> I had too much going on. But, I mean, there's a lot to take away from the game. Um, we'll get into that in a little bit. I did happen to see. Not sure if you saw this today, but uh, our boy uh, DeAndre got into a little scuffle. A little, a little scuffle. bit. A little bit. Uh, got kicked out of practice. Uh, Bill O'Brien was not messing around. It was kind of one of those... He said before practice, if you get kicked out of pra- if you would get kicked out of a game, he'd kick you out of practice. Whatever you do. And well, fighting typically gets you kicked out. Yeah, that was a uh, the situation itself was very uh it was weird the way it looked. It looked like there weren't very many Texans there to to back up Hawkins, but there was a ton of Niners there. Pulling them backwards, was- rolling backward. I mean, DeAndre was kind of by himself. I saw one person jump in. I don't remember who it was. But other than that, it did, like when he was on the ground at least. Uh, but Jimmy Ward definitely started that fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, um, I don't blame Hop for his reaction one bit. Um, the Texans are probably a little bit more disciplined. I don't think it's a lack of people trying to come up and defend I think that he was probably closer to the Niners and you know the Texans players just trying to stay out of trouble not get kicked out of practice yeah um, it was uh, I don't know it's it's just I mean obviously with uh, practices with another team this this, these are the things that happen happen with the Jets Uh, was that it was Jamal Adams right yeah yeah and um I mean, so it just it happens. The competitive juices get flowing, and and uh, hey, Browns are fighting their own players, so they are. Yeah, apparently Jarvis Landry got into a fight today. Uh, I think yesterday. Oh, so it'll be on next week's Hard Knocks. Yeah, interesting. By the way, Jarvis Landry is uh, he's he's something else. He's a hell of a wide receiver. I mean, I've always known he was good, but. That Hard Knocks made me, like, the last episode, just watching, like, I, I never really looked at it. Like, I don't know how many people just sit at home and Google Jarvis Landry highlights. I, I would su- assume that Antonio Brown, DeAndre, Julio Jones are probably the top receivers Googled for highlights. But, um, man, he's a, he's, a, he's a good wide receiver, but more than anything, he's a leader. Yeah. No, like that I said That took me week. off. Like, I was like, wow. The way he got in front yeah. of that wide receiver room, and I was a bit... Granted, did you see Hugh Jackson's reaction? Yeah. (laughs) He's like, I'm going to talk to Jarvis and calm him down a little bit about how we do things here. Yeah, you know, I'm starting to wonder, like, should we give Hugh a little bit of a pass, like, this season, mentally? Like, I don't know. After watching, like, the first episode, I was like, wow, I don't don't know how this dude's coaching right now. I don't either. brother, Uh, two weeks. Like, I, I don't know. As a human, like, I'm just thinking from a human standpoint... I'm not sure how you can coach such an intense game after that. Like, I don't know. I mean, at this point, he would probably be better off taking a leave of absence and letting the uh, Todd Haley Haley take over. Because you're right. I don't know how he could be possibly in the mental state 
But at the same time, hard knocks can kind of be the kiss of death for a coach. There's seen it multiple times. Yeah. I mean, you come on how they come across on hard knocks kind of shapes their persona. And it's amazing how quickly ownership will either lose faith in them or double down. That may be part of the reason why Bill Bryan still has his job. With our season of hard knocks, Bill O'Brien was one of the best if things not, about if it. not the best. So, and then you look at last year, like Dirk Cotter, like yeah, I can't even remember what he looks like. He's still the head coach. He's still the head coach. Oh my god! And like the, him, Mike Smith, Philbin, uh, Philbin, uh, unfortunately Hugh Jackson now too. Like Marvin Lewis. Like I, I don't know. I just I can't think of a hard knocks season other than the Texans where like I was like oh. This is a head coach, and this is yeah. he's in charge. There's usually, you know, the good coaches don't end up on hard knocks. No, it's true. Um, it's true. So I, th- I just thought it was interesting. I mean, then you take Bruce Arians on All or Nothing. Bruce Arians. Awesome. Was awesome. And then Jason Garrett on All or Nothing. Trash. Yeah. Trash franchise. I'm surprised he, he probably won't have a job after this year. Uh, we've said that for like three years, Jerry. That's true. <laughs> uh, as long as Jerry can uh, use the puppeteer strings to... to uh, manage him, he will. But um, yeah, so that was just a nice little fight to open, start the work day today. Uh, <laughs> watching that, but uh, hey, who cares? Uh, Hop didn't get hurt, and Hop doesn't need that much practice. Let's be honest. No, Hop doesn't need that much practice. And if there is one position group that needs more reps right now for us to figure out who's going to be where, I would say it's probably wide receiver. So if it, ha- I mean, it happened so well. I've yeah. got a day off, and Braxton Miller benefited. Other big bit of news. You see what uh, Mr. Ramsey said? I did. Yeah, I, think he wants to, I think he wants to come to Houston. Okay, but everybody needs to chill out. Do they all realize that they're represented by the same exact agent? Like, the same agent reps him, Earl Thomas, and Deshaun Watson. Like they're, And if you follow his agent on Instagram, they're all posted together as family. Like, that's like, you can tell by the way the agent runs the relationship with his players, they're all super close. They play basketball together. They're out to dinner together. I mean, they've spent a lot of time together. So I I just, something tells me that that agent uses that relationship to, for moments like this, for when it comes payday and uh, things like that. And it also creates a buzz around the player that Jalen's talking about. I'm not saying Deshaun won't be. I do believe that he will be. And there could be some, uh, he could be genuine when saying that, but I just, I feel like everybody's like, oh, wow. Like, I don't know. I feel like there was more of a business move than maybe, but I do think that Deshaun could be, I, I do. I, if I had to pick two quarterbacks for the next 10 years, I would pick Deshaun and yeah, my whole point with it isn't necessarily the praise that Ramsey gave him. I think Ramsey wants to play with Deshaun. Oh, stop. No, I, I seriously do. Why? Well, he plays with Blake Bortles right now. <laughs> yeah, and if you ask Cleve, uh, Jalen's going to be the quarterback. If you ask Cleve over at State of the Texans. Oh, man. Um, I don't understand that bit. Okay, anyways. Um, yeah. Well, if that's the case, then come on over, Jalen. But we got, what, two more years until that's the case, right? He's on his... This is third year, isn't it? Yeah, this is only his third year. Yeah. So we got three more years. Plus two years of franchising, most likely. So what would you trade for him? <laughs> oh God, here we go. Oh my God. Clickbait. I mean uh, I'm just saying. What do you, you know, give up for a you know top how, tier the best corner in the league? I mean, that's what he is. Granted, I mean, look at what the Rams got traded for Marcus Peters. Yeah, but he's a basket case. I mean, you know how Tom Coglin is. I mean, I love Marcus Peters. You know, I would. I would. I, I think I said on a podcast I would have traded for Marcus Peters before. You know. That you know how Tom Coughlin is. Yeah, he doesn't like the disruptive, loudmouth black guy. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much that's the way it is. I mean Ramsey's already been suspended for a week. Yeah, I don't. I as much as Ram, I, think, I don't think it would necessarily happen. It's not going to happen this year, but maybe next off season he might be on the block. Oh, stop! He might be. You don't trade players like that. You, not corners like that. You never. He's know. a once in a. Generation type corner. I mean, Deion Sanders moved around a lot. I mean, it was granted for a free agency, but yeah. it's nobody's truly untouchable if they're annoying enough. Would you say? Well, okay. So let me ask you this: If JJ was Jalen Ramsey, the three years that JJ was top tier, 
But then he wouldn't be think JJ. That, no, be, but I'm saying from a per, from a production standpoint on the field. From a production standpoint? Yeah, but he had Jalen Ramsey's attitude. I mean... Would you trade JJ? Nobody's trading JJ. He wouldn't Even be... Even at that point. He wouldn't be JJ, though. I'm talking about on the field. On the field only. Well, I, I don't care about the workout videos and, and saving children out of uh, trees <laughs> and all that stuff. I don't care about that. I'm talking about just pure NFL production. And then add Jalen Ramsey's personality to JJ. It, I don't know. I'm just saying that it's not completely out of unthinkable. That's now if Jalen if Jalen was had JJ's attitude, he would never leave Jacksonville. No. But the only reason that it would even be out there is because he annoys the old man that runs the league. I, I think Jalen. I think Jalen is a. I think it's an act for him. I don't think it's like. I don't think he's one of those guys that's like just a shithead. Like I think it's more of like his persona. I want to mm-hmm. be looked at as a tough corner don't don't fuck with me type corner but i think in real life like i just don't think he's that i don't think he's that diva type guy i think it's just an act for him to get publicity oh, yeah, he's people pro- talking he- i think if he needs to talk like if T- coughlin was like hey you're gonna have to shut the fuck up i think Jalen would shut up i don't know if he would i think i don't think it i think it's his football persona like i think you're right that's not how he is off the field but there's a lot of guys that on the field, they're just completely different from what they are on off the field. And granted, with Jalen, it seems that off the field is also everything around, or on the field is everything around the field as well. But his family life, it's probably a completely different person. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we're too far. I, I just... <laughs> I mean, it's just... Caught me off guard with that. I honestly didn't think we would talk about it for that long. Well, it's I thought it'd be like a 30 second. The league potentially added to... I mean, you put Jalen on our team. It's... Um, it's the best defense in the history of the NFL based on, uh, at least written on paper. Especially with that linebacking court. All right. So do you want to recap the game? Yeah. The, the little bit that you watched? The first half that I watched. So you watched our future Hall of Famer? I, uh, did I watch it live? <laughs> yeah, Don't I watched know, it did live. You? Did you watch it live? Uh, I watched the first three quarters live. Okay. Uh, yeah. What well, you want to talk about uh, Duke Edge of Four? And how he has like he, no, all, a whole arsenal of weapons other than one move. I mean, he's already a better pass rusher based on like the technique aspect than Jadavian. Just in that one game, I know that blows your mind because you're a gamecock. But no, if you look at the moves, it's not just a swing move. It's not just pure power. It's undercutting. It's, I mean, he's he's got like a whole arsenal of of moves. If you watch Clowney, it's pure power every time. Well, on tape, Edge of Four. Obviously, I'm getting ahead of it. I'm just right, saying. but that's what he looked like. No, Edge of Four looked great. He looks and solid. he looks like he's going to be a an amazing situational pass rusher. Yeah, and we got him in the sixth round. Yeah, I know. So, hats off to our scouting department. But he he looks like a game changer out there. I don't didn't really pay attention to him against the run. But every time that we had like a... He over-pursued a couple times. Yeah. But he was absolutely solid as a pass rusher. Him and D'Angelo Blackson. Blackson looks good, too. I know. And he was what? He was the guy that was cut by the Colts that we signed last yep. year, right? He yeah. Was, and I think he I think he did actually... He was on the, the Patriots act- prior to that, right? Right. Yeah. He was on the uh, active roster for maybe two or three games last year. Yeah, I think he had a couple snaps, too. He looked too. good. Um, our linebackers, all of our linebackers looked good. Well, Zach Cunningham uh, literally just looks the exact same as he did last year. Yeah. Well, uh, him and Cunningham and Cole teaming up for that interception. Yeah, that was awesome. I mean, just, watching Cole tip it. I mean, yeah. they're just, it's, I'll tell you, that's going to be the most fun position to watch this year on the entire team. Yeah. It's going to be the linebackers. That rotation that we're going to have. It's intense. I wonder if there's going to be a way to get all three, Cunningham, uh, Benardrick, and Cole on the field. If anybody can do it, it's Rag. Talk about having a difference out there with Rack again. I mean, oh, you can already see the difference. Yeah. You can see it in the first half. The way that they were going towards the ball, and, and it's like they had, like, this bolt of energy hit them. There was a lack of that all of last year. It seemed like they were just so lost and confused. Now Rack's in, and it looks like they're all just, they know where to be. Like, everybody on the team has a nose for the football. It's, it's strange. I mean, there's so many team tackles happening. I can't, I don't know. Last year, there was not a lot of that. By Vrabel going to Tennessee, we definitely upgraded. Oh, right? well, that, yeah, that's yeah. like the how that worked out. We couldn't have asked for something better. 
It's a uh, Vrabel just could not call plays. No. And the the quarters defense that we essentially play, um, which if you ask Greg Williams, calling plays is the easy part. I don't know if you saw that part in Hard Knocks. I haven't seen. I haven't seen this episode. No, the first episode. The first episode. He yeah, where he's that? like, I don't want to be that asshole that I was last year. You know, oh. I can anybody can call plays. You can call plays. And I was sitting here thinking, like, well, Mike Vrabel couldn't call plays. <laughs> Greg Williams can't call <laughs> plays anymore. Williams, well, he did, but it won't. How on earth does that man keep ending up on Hard Knocks? Yes, yeah, second year straight. I mean, well, he had a year jobs. off. He had a year off. He was on the Rams. Yeah, last year, right? Two years ago. Two years ago. Last year was the Buccaneers. Oh, that was the Bucs. Told you. Yeah, yeah. With, uh, with Connor, you already forgot. Yeah. I already see. forgot. Well, and then also that, what, that was uh, Jeff Fisher, right? Yeah. yeah. Another one that's I gone. So what happened with that. Yeah. That should have happened a while ago, though. Um, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, our, uh, our our team in general just on defense just looks better. They just look better. And then Thornton, he only played about 15 snaps, I think, 15 to 20 snaps. He needs to play some more. Yeah, yeah. He was targeted three times and uh, not a single reception. And two breakups. Yep. Um, just get get Josh on the field a little bit more. We got to see if he's legit or if he just had a really good game. Because we could use another solid corner. Uh, yeah. Yeah, a couple maybe. If we can find another one, that'd be great. I mean, if this could be a Bouye situation, now we're very early on, but if this could be a Bouye situation where, you know, well, we signed J. Joe for, what, two years, right, in the offseason, you know, if, but it's the NFL. I mean, it's not really two years. No, no, no. But I'm just saying we signed him for two years. If we yeah. wanted to keep him for two years, we can. If we aren't developing talent at the cornerback position. But, yeah, if, I mean, we have a lot of young corners. We just don't know if any of them are good yet. It seems like they really want to see Divergent on the team. Well, they wanted to see him last year on the team. They just couldn't. I mean, he's... He was good last year, though. Uh, during, I mean, during the preseason, we I remember I was having the argument. Yeah. He actually had he had moments during the preseason where he looked pretty good. I liked him a lot last year. Yeah, I think you liked. Uh, I liked him, and you liked the guy that hurt his knee. If he didn't get hurt, he would have made the team. Uh, what can I think of his name? He's not on the team now. No, uh, he got signed. I think by the Jets. Jets. What's yeah. his name? Yeah, yeah. But anyways. If he didn't hurt his knee on the interception return, he would have made the team. We think he would have made the team. Oh, he would have. You can't. It's not a for sure thing. You can't say for sure. You can't say those. those, That's a matter of fact statement. There's no way for us to ever know. I'm pretty confident. I'm pretty confident. Based on the fact that D Virgin is still there getting reps now, we can't say that that's for sure. Because look who's in camp right now. D Virgin. So they probably would have kept D Virgin last year. But they didn't. No, but I'm saying. No, they brought like, him back. Yeah, they kept him on the practice squad. They've right. been developing him for a year. That's what I'm saying. Um, we'll see. I don't know. I mean, it's good to have. You, you can never have too many corners. So I mean, I'm rooting for all of them. I want somebody to just step up and be good because we do need another. Side I just want corner. Kevin Johnson to be good. That would be the easiest way. <laughs> <laughs> that would solve a lot of problems. Well, if he's good and healthy, Green got a ton of snaps at safety. He did. He looked pretty good. And he looked pretty good. Um, Justin Reed got welcome to welcome to the NFL by Travis Kelsey. I mean, it's going to happen. And he did fine. He did fine. Um, Travis Kelsey is a hard, a big man. I mean, he's the second best tight end in the league. The rookie rookie safety. What do you expect? Yeah, and he did fine. Yeah, he did fine. The uh, Chiefs. I want to see more Mahomes, but whatever. I didn't really yeah, care about. They left. More they left in their. They're starting O-line for a very long time because they wanted to give Mahomes reps. And they wanted to leave him protected. And then he got and, <laughs> and I was more amazed at the fact that we didn't have any of our heavy hitters out there. And we were getting pressure on them. Oh, the whole game. So that was pretty Duke impressive. Duke had 33% of the pressures, by the way, of the whole team. That's awesome. So I mean, I... <laughs> if we if can we, just get him... Uh, granted... Granted, it's not. Let's let's cut, slow our roll a little bit on it. It's not like Twitter where everybody's like, "Oh, it's okay. We can let Clowney walk now because of this kid." It's oh, that's just one dumb shit. Preseason game, but he did look good. He did look good. I, I'm not even overreacting on him. I think he'll be solid. Uh, I will overreact on Jordan Akins because I've been saying it since we drafted him. Jordan Akins. I mean, I said it from two the catches, two touchdowns, but there was a separation and, on those plays, right? And, and if you look and see. They it's, were legitimate catches, legitimate routes. They um, were. 
having to pull away. There are good fe- good throws by Whedon. Yeah. Uh, don't get lost in that. He, he Oh, was, Whedon had a hell of a game. He was just... He was just lighting it up. Yeah. It would have been... It was also kept clean. Yeah. It would have been interesting to watch had they played the whole game. Uh, Joe Webb, I mean, he's entertaining. He's going to make the team. Yeah. That's the only way we're going to go with three quarterbacks Correct. this year. He'll be so. a special teams guy. And he'll be the emergency quarterback. And so Leckler might be a little bit too old to be the emergency quarterback. Well, Leckler is competition too. So, yeah. Apparently the uh, that one kid. It's not even the the guy they IR. It's another guy. Yeah. They just walked up and he's bombing punts. And yeah, he looked he looked good. But Leckler's making the team. Yeah, no. <laughs> but people say he's not. So let's just go with that. So you here. said earlier two kickers were brought in. Yeah, two kickers were brought in today. Who's brought in? Uh, let me tell you right now, kind sir. Uh, I've, I've honestly never heard of any of them. I think one of one of them was a Raider. Was a Raider, and it obviously wasn't Janowski. I had to remember that. But um, yeah, uh, it was. Oh no! With Kaimi Fairburn sideline, Texans signing kicker Nick Rose. Huh. But I've never heard of Nick Rose. Why is why is our kicker hurt? Um, I'm not sure. It's probably just like a hamstring or something. <laughs> They're just resting him. Yeah, I mean, who knows? But, the, but I mean, I unfortunately, I don't believe. Uh, I I don't think we've seen enough of Fairbairn to just give him the job. I'm surprised he doesn't have competition in camp. He's not. He's not. A, he's not pure money. No, but he's, I mean, he's pretty dang good. Oh, wow, yeah. This is our future kicker. Good God. Look at that Nick face. Nick Rose. Do you oh, see his face? He was a longhorn? Yes. But look at his face more than the anything. The longhorn. He looks lost in the picture. Yeah, he, a, he's a, just there to kick for a couple days. Yeah, he's not going to He's not there. making the team. Uh, but he was really good in Texas. I don't remember him being good. I never watched a Texas game. I have no reason I to. I only. And, and he's from Dallas, so that just makes it even worse, but. Um, yeah, so Kaimi Fairbairn is going to be sidelined, and Nick Rose will be your new kicker until Fairbairn is... Uh, it's just a minor undisclosed injury. Yeah. They just need somebody kicking while he's getting ready. Oh, no. He was god-awful at Texas. You know how many field goals he made? How many? Three. He you know just how many like, kicked? Three. He lived down the street. Like, I... You know, I don't... Oh, never mind, never mind. That was just... I don't know what the hell I was looking at. Texas website sucks. <laughs> Good God. Uh, so he made... Uh, he made 14 out of 21 in 2014. Shoot. So, I, I don't know. He, anyways, it's not a big deal. It's yeah. not like we're going to see him on the team anyways. Um, okay. What about, uh, what about wide receivers? Sammy Coates looked like a, a big dude. And he's not a big dude, but he definitely, the way he looked on the field, he looked like a big dude. He looked like a solid, tall possession receiver. I mean, he's pretty big. He's 6'1". He's the same size as Nut. I mean, that, for a receiver, he's pretty big. He looks 6'7". I know. He. I think that we're in an interesting spot with our receivers. Okay. I like to hear I, this. I kind of have a theory, too. Um, of course... Hopkins and Fuller are making the team. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> duh. But behind them, specifically for the slot receiver, Kiki's going to make it because he's a draft pick. And then... Unless they IR him. Unless they IR him, which... Which I think will happen. Just FYI. It might. But right now, it's... Essentially, they've got two spots for three players. Ellington, Braxton Miller, and Sammy Coates. Of those three, only two will most likely make it. Now, they may do something crazy with the roster. They may bring more receivers than we expect. But with them projecting to take probably six receivers. We've never taken six. I know. Ever. So. So it's five. If it's five, then only one of those three are going to come. Yeah. Because they're going to keep Irvin instead as the emergency receiver. Right. So of those three... How would you rank them in order of most likely to be Are we talking about Coates, 
Braxton and Bruce Ellington. Well, Ellington's making the team. So the other two are cut. Well, no, they're keeping five. So Fuller, Hopkins, Ellington, Braxton, Sammy. That's five. Um, Kiki Kote. IR. If he's not IR. He's going to be IR. How do you know that? He hasn't gotten any reps at all in the training camp. They're not going to just say, hey, third round rookie. Like, just look at what Bill O'Brien has done in the last couple of years. He's not going to do that. He's going to be IR'd, and then he's going to end up going well, down the whole Jalen Strong just, thing and Braxton Miller thing. And then he's three years IR'd. from now, we're going to be having a conversation about <laughs> what happened to Kiki Kuti. He had so much potential, but we never got to see it. And he's in the doghouse and all that. I mean, it's just going to be the same cycle, unfortunately. So if everybody gets excited about Kiki, just slow down a little bit because we haven't well, even seen anything. It's a hamstring injury. Yeah. So, I mean, you never know. You may be right. What was Tom Savage IR'd for? Um... Minor shoulder surgery injury. Yeah, just throwing it out there. It's in. It's always been in the. It's always in the back of Bill O'Brien's head. I'm just throwing it out. Are you there. sure it was Bill O'Brien's head or Rick Smith? Nah, I think it's Bill O'Brien. You think He's it's like, Bill hey, so Keep this guy. Yeah, you, you think he wanted the cut, Tom Savage? No. I'm just saying. I I, I have a very strong feeling that that's going to be the case okay. just because the kid hasn't had any reps. I mean, if he's not playing against San Francisco and he's not practicing against San Francisco, you literally at that point have two weeks to get a third-round rookie ready to play as your starting slot receiver or as your fifth wide receiver. Why would you do that? It doesn't make much sense. IR him, give him a year, learn the system, watch the system. Or at least eight weeks. Or at least, or put him on the PUP. Well, or I mean, designated still, return. I mean, yeah, they, yeah, the designated return. And bring him back in eight weeks, but... See what happens with Bruce Braxton. Get Braxton another time, but I, I think he wants to see. I think Bill O'Brien wants to see if Braxton can do it. I really do. I think when he, I think that was a Bill O'Brien pick in the draft. Do you? I don't think that was a Rick Smith pick. Huh? I He's mean, a utility guy. Bill O'Brien's always been that. Yeah, way. they obviously want want to get the most they possibly can out of Miller. That's he. I think he took the most snaps at receiver. And at he looks Chiefs actually game. pretty good in, in in what I saw. He actually he looks he still looks better as an outside receiver than an inside. Yeah, I just don't know if he'll ever get that chance. Especially now, if Sammy makes the team, I don't know if Braxton will ever get the chance outside. Because Sammy is an outside wide receiver. Yeah. Sammy Coates looks damn good. He does. I mean, and he I plays, think he only had like one catch. And but, he also plays but he gunner. physical. Yeah. Does he play gunner? He plays gunner, not returner. Gunner. On coverage. That's really? why he was actually signed. Um, they had they had Brian Gain on the flagship. Is, yeah. And he said that's why they signed him. Not because of his receiving skills, but because of his special team. Well, and, if that's the case, then he's probably going to get cut. But he's coming out and he's overperforming what they expected. Well, yeah, maybe. I mean, the kid's always had talent. Yeah. He's just everybody. I mean, he ran a, what, a four four two. He's six yeah. one and like 220. So yeah, he's, he's a big dude. Especially compared to the other receivers we have on the roster. He's the only other one. I mean, he, he might be the biggest wide receiver we have on the roster. I think he is. Well, we don't have a wide receiver. I mean, like that. The, he's not the same player as Andre Johnson, but Mark Vandermeer said that it was kind of like similar would, play styles, or no, just build. Oh, build. When you would look out and you would see, he's like he could always find Andre Johnson out with all the receivers because he always stood out because he was that big. Of, that makes sense physically. And he says it's the same thing with Coates. Well, yeah, I mean, think about who he's standing next to. I mean, DeAndre's a little guy as far as like his frame, right? And Will Fuller, I don't know, I guess Will Fuller's a pretty big guy now, at least muscle-wise. Granted, they all look bigger than they did last year. Oh, yeah? Except for Nuck. Nuck looks identical to Oh, Nuck year. looks bigger than... Really? I yeah. Don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just basing it off of all his Paris photos, but he looked pretty skinny. And <laughs> I mean, when they they showed him in pads the other day, I I, I double-taked because I wasn't sure it was Hopkins. With, huh. the, uh, with the new... He had his new helmet on, and he just looked... He looked bigger. Yeah, the water- more, he looked more intimidating. He didn't. He didn't really look. Yeah, I mean, Sam Coates is bigger than all of them. But and and I think it adds a different dynamic to this to the group that we haven't really had. I mean, I can't think of the last time we had a big wide receiver. So Obviously. I I honestly I can between the three of them. If you ask me to pick two, I can't. If, really? I really can't. Because uh, here's the thing with Bruce. So with three of them, if Bruce Bruce healthy is probably. The most talented, but he never stays healthy. Once you have to pick three out of them, I'm not saying if, if we take all three. Yeah, I mean, because we're going to have five wide receivers. So you'd pick three because we know Fuller and Hop. So who are the other three? Right? So you'd have three wide receivers to pick from. 
we're, we carry five. We're definitely not carrying yeah, less than five. Yeah, we're definitely carrying so five. So if we have Hop on one side and Fuller on the other, then there's three wide receiver positions open. So I you're. Just, I can't Bruce imagine they're for sure. You know, I'm still stuck on the fact that I I just don't think that they're going to IR him. Oh well. And that makes the whole difference. If but they even IR if they don't, him, even if they don't IR him, you still got to pick three. If they don't IR him? Yeah, if they don't IR him, you're still picking three wide receivers to, to for the wide receiver group. So you'd have Bruce, Kiki, Braxton, Sammy, and Braxton. Wait, Braxton, Sammy, Bruce, and Kiki. Those are your four. You'd have to pick three out of the four. The one that's getting the axe is Sammy. You think? It's just automatic. <clears throat> because of the system. That's, that's going to be the only reason. He hasn't been here long enough to know the system. You know how Bill O'Brien's all about the system. So, Bra- so we know think, Bruce and, is making the team. Yeah. But I don't know why people are acting like Bruce isn't going to make the team. <laughs> it's just retarded. What about your boy Chris Thompson? He's not making the team. Not anymore. Who's Last gonna, year? Who's going to be our returner? Tyler Irvin. Why is everybody so worried about <laughs> this? I don't understand. I don't know. I just... <sighs> Or Braxton. That may be why Braxton makes the team. Has Braxton been returning? He No, not this year. But he did a couple times last year. Did he? So Braxton returns and is wide receiver number five? Or four? If Kiki, make, if Kiki and Braxton make the team, Kiki's five. Too long with we'll pause, okay. John. Sorry. So right now it would be DeAndre Hopkins, Bruce... Ellington. Um, Will Fuller. Will Fuller. Um, Kiki, because you think that there's Braxton, no way. Kiki. Right. Sammy gets the axe. So Sammy would get the axe. It's just the way it works. It's not math. He's, yeah, what, he's looked good. He so. looked good. We're talking about one game. <laughs> well, so I did mean, George just... is he? Is he the next <laughs> Gronk? I mean... And he literally had one catch. Sammy Coates? For six yards. But. <laughs> Did he look that good? <laughs> I'm so, just throwing it out there. He's just, I don't know. He's one of those players that I, I hope they figure out a way to keep him on the roster. Oh, maybe we I think keep he's, six. He, I think he'll get picked up somewhere. Then maybe we keep six. But I don't know. If that's the case, then Tyler Irving gets that. Right. And I don't see that. And Tyler, I'm actually more, more concerned about the running back group. I know you are. We have a whole bunch of scat backs. Alfred Blue's not a scat back. Yeah, but everybody else is. Yeah. Alfred Blue's a worker. He's the guy. That's just it. I mean... You need three yards, give it to Alfred Blue. Miller looks a hell of a lot better. He looks a lot better. He actually broke but, off a good run. Yeah, he's not going Through the be, middle. I was shocked. I was like, what the hell? Not going to be able to be a grinder. I, I, don't, I don't think he's going to need to be a grinder. Alpha However, Blue's going to hold it down for four games, and then Deontay comes back, and we're fine. We're fine. We're running backs the way they get hurt. You seriously? I mean, yeah, we have a whole bunch. A of, we have a whole bunch. We have a whole bunch of scat backs. Yeah, we do. Honestly, of all of them, including Alfred Blue, I thought the Tyler Irvin looked the best running between the tackles. He did look good. He looked bigger. Which why but he didn't, we never really give him a chance to do it? He only had. I don't like, think he's ever had a chance because he's been hurt every time. Hasn't he been hurt two years in a row? No, he was only hurt last year. The year before, he was fine. I thought he got hurt at the end of the year. Very, very end of the year. Yeah, and he was a rookie from San Jose State, so he wasn't going to get a lot of reps. But And that was the Brock year. Like, come on. Let's not count anybody Nothing happened. Nothing counts from that year. So, no, I I don't know. I just, I I don't have, you know why I guess I don't have a concern for the running backs is because we just suck at running anyway. So, it's like, I don't really care who you have back there. Because we're just going to be hot garbage running the ball because it's so predictable what runs are going to be called beforehand that there's no way that we could have success anyways. AP in his prime is not going to do anything. It's Bill O'Brien's play calling when it comes to runs. Unless he changes that mindset up. Then then, then you're probably right at that point. If our, if our running game changes from what we've seen in the last four years of Bill O'Brien, then yeah, you're probably right. We have a, we have an issue, but... I think Alfred Blue and Lamar Miller can get the job done for now. I think Tyler Irvin on third downs. I don't know. That that group kind of scares me the most. 
I mean, Tremaine Pope, everybody loves Tremaine Pope. I mean, he he looked... He looked pretty good. He looked good catching a screen pass. That was... I mean, you got to catch a screen pass. <laughs> he just didn't... Again, it, there's no one that we can rely on to do, like, to do a power run. There's no... If we had Why the, can't Alfred Blue do a power run? That's what I don't understand. What is your hatred for Alfred Blue? I mean, he's, there's been, there's he's been, been our best running back for the last three years. So. There's been moments where I've definitely agreed with that. I mean, two years ago, our best running back was Jonathan Grimes. Yeah. I have no idea why he's not in the NFL anymore. He He's playing piano for Arian on the podcast, and maybe he decided he wanted to save his brain. I don't know. I don't know. But also, another thing you need to cons- consider is the fact that we're so early in preseason and training camp that once the final cuts come down, there's going to be players available. There could be, there is. There, there's going to be a running back that's cut because of a certain reason, or, you know, there's going to be plenty of options for us to add. And the one thing that I think that the Texans do really well, or at least have in the past, I don't know how it'll be this year with Brian Gaines, but they seem to always be ready for those types of situations with the way that they formulate the roster. It's like they save like a spot or two uh, in case that happens. So I don't know. I mean, we're literally in the first week of preseason. Like, we can't get our panties in a wad and say, hey, we have no idea what we have here. I mean, we didn't see much of anything. We didn't even see the full offense. Deshaun threw a pass. And he completed it. Yeah, he completed it for four yards. It's great. And he got a grade from NFL.com for of course a B. He yeah. I mean, was it NFL.com? I thought it was ESPN. But I don't way, know. I would see ESPN doing it. but I, it, It's one of those there. things that it's kind of crazy. It's like he threw one pass. He didn't get hurt, so I get I, I give him an A-plus for not getting hurt. <laughs> no, it, you know, it's going to be fun. We'll be able to watch Saturday's game, and it'll be it'll be more entertaining in the sense of what uh, we won't know what our offense looks like because it's just not going to happen. You're not going to see it at it, it it with it greased up and ready to go. But we'll see a first quarter of Deshaun and the offense, and you know, see how the running backs look, see how the line looks. The one thing that I was surprised about was actually the inside of the line looked way better than it did last year already. First game. Looked way better. It seems like they're Fulton trying, looked they're ten trying, times better than Jeff Allen. They're trying to adapt more to an athletic interior line. Yeah, where in the past they had these real big guys. They really were trying to find road graders at at guard. Yeah, typically the traditional way that you built your offensive line is your guards are more for for run blocking, and your tackles are more for pass blocking. Well, granted. Right tackles are usually a better pass blocker than your left tackle, and your or I'm sorry, right tackles are a better run blocker, and your left tackle is usually the better pass blocker. However, this year it's, I think part of the the makeover with them is that pocket's going to move. Yeah, they knew that, and I think it's it's good that they're going to embrace that. It's almost like they were ready for it. And good if, for them if that's the yeah. case. And all we've got, to, all we have to do with our offensive line is get mediocre play. They don't have to be world beaters. We don't have to rely on them to win the game. It kind of even goes back to the running backs. And kind of the point that I was trying, I was kind of sort of going to make, is we don't have anybody that can power run because we're not really going to try. I don't think. Well, because we, maybe it's because we don't have the personnel to do it. Yeah. I mean, I think if we had Deontay, I think it'd be a little different. I think even with him, I. The way the offensive line is set up, the way our running back depth chart looks, there's going to be a lot. Uh, hopefully, I don't know. Maybe somebody should. You, maybe you should have asked Bill O'Brien about running up the middle when you interviewed. No, him. no. But I think they're going to try more stretches and more outside zone runs, just based on the personnel grouping. Well, based on how it looked, I mean, that counter with Lamar was what busted open. Yeah. I mean, I think two weeks ago I, I said, look, just run counters outside tosses and pitches and we'll be fine. And he ran a counter to the left and Lamar bro- busted it open. So I know a lot of people are going to hate it because it's not big boy football, but there should be a lot more misdirections and absolutely a lot less trying to just run it up somebody running up the gut against somebody, especially based on our running back personnel. I mean, that's and our offensive line personnel. And our offensive line personnel. And just so maybe full, our quarterback. And our quarterback's kind of a mobile guy. So, yeah, no. Uh, I, so, the, But the one thing I did take away, like I said, was the fact that the offensive line just it, it didn't look amazing, right? But 
it looked better, which is honestly all I all I'm asking compared to last year's dumpster fire of uh, offensive line. Just the first game, and obviously I can change this week. Supposedly the Niners were getting pressure all day today, but um, uh, I just want to see if if there's any progress at all. I'll feel ten times better. That that's my biggest thing. Now let's talk about Jordan Akins again. Uh, going to Ken. Yeah, I mean, he's going Ken. But, no, seriously, I, I mean, if we can get, let's just say that those two plays are the kind of plays we can expect from, from Jordan Akins moving forward. Say that's say that's the kind of play we get out of a tight end for the season with Deshaun Healthy. And then add in Fuller and Ha, and whoever is the third, it's going to be Bruce Ellington. Um, what does the offense do at that point? I mean, how does that offense look? What can we count on? If you have a pass-catching tight end that is athletic and can make those types of plays, how much does that open up the offense? Well, what's exciting to me is Jordan Thomas, the other Jordan, has apparently been the one that has really been standing out in camp. And then Jordan Aikens, you drop him into a game situation, and he goes out there, scores two touchdowns. Yeah. So if we've legitimately found two quality tight ends that will be able to develop with Deshaun... Uh, this year, if we get between the two of them and Ryan Griffin, so all three of them combined, if we get 800 yards receiving, that will be enough to take the pressure off of Fuller and Hopkins, especially Hopkins, because there is that that third threat. Every successful offense has a third threat. We kind of talked about it when we shouted about Dez. It's like, who is that, that third... trash wide receiver that's not signed right now? That trash wide receiver. Who, right now, can you say without any shadow of the doubt, would be the third option on, on our team? I couldn't say that. It, Watson's legs, maybe? No, I couldn't say it. I couldn't, I couldn't say that if Dez was on the team. Because he... I'm not, no, 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 I'm not saying Dez. Oh. I'm saying on our team oh, currently. Like currently. I think Lamar Miller... All right, without a doubt, you need to get a first down. You're going to go to Lamar Miller. Uh, what, are, what are we, third and ten? I don't know. I mean, it depends on the situation here. If I have to throw the ball, then probably not. But if I'm if I'm like third and three, if we run the ball the way that it looked like we could potentially run the ball in that just first two series, yeah, I'd give it to Lamar Miller. Well, He just looks different this year. Yeah, if you're third and three, you're third and six. Third and six, you're throwing to hop. There's no reason for you to throw it in. You can't else. throw it to Hop. You can't throw it to Fuller. Who's the third option? Deshaun runs. <laughs> you throw it to Bruce. I mean, Bruce has been Mr. Reliable since he's been here when he's on the field. Every, pretty much my whole point has been every great offensive team has three solid offensive options. Yeah. We haven't had that. No, we haven't. And if we bring in one of these tight ends, just truly flash. We're not going to hit on both. We're not going to hit on both. That's just for, like but, hands down. We have not. But if one of them does. Yeah, if one of them does, it changes the game completely. Then, yeah. The, if one of them is just Owen Daniels, it changes the game. Yeah. Uh, I'm not even talking like Kelsey, Grant, Jimmy Graham, Gronk, Gronk level. I'm, I'm literally, if he could just be Owen Daniels. They don't need to be pro. They don't even need to be pro level. They just no, need to be. 700 yards, four TDs. Play in the, play in the league for eight years and yeah. starting quality level. Not replacement level. Yeah, I think, but I, I think Jordan Aikens can be that. You know, it's funny. Cecil Shorts was on uh, six ten this this afternoon. He's on there now every uh, Wednesday, uh, and he's like with that. He's like paid by C, like Sports Radio six ten. He's doing like player interviews on during camps and stuff. Anyways, he was talking about how um, Jordan Aikens being twenty six and being around professional sports and baseball and things like that is is what's helping him in camp and the fact that he understands what it's like to be around organized sports to the level of what we're doing now and how to act and how to be mature. And then he touched on his age and basically said kind of what I've been saying is the fact that he's so, he is 26. He's just in such a different place than all the rest of the rookies mentally. He knows that this is his last chance to make, the kind of money he can make in the NFL. The other kids don't have that mentality in their mind yet because they have no reason to. So, I don't know. I just 
I've always thought that from the beginning, from the moment we drafted Jordan Higgins, that that was going to play a part. And I think that we saw just a little bit of the playmaker ability. And if we can get that on a Sunday, I think we'll be really solid. Yeah. But I don't think we're going to need an offense like that if our defense plays to the level that I think it could play at. We're not going to need the 37-42 point games. We're going to need the 27 point games. You know, holding a other uh, holding the other opposing offense to like 12 or 13. I mean, by the sounds of it, with Watt being what they're saying. Well, Matt. Oh, just and then Matthew. Tyron Matthew. I mean, our defense is gonna. Our defense is gonna win us some games this year. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind. And I think we're. This is it. It should be an exciting time to be a Texans fan. And if you want to get really excited, just go watch that video of JJ killing a guy today. I haven't seen it yet. Go watch it. Um, it's the uh, first round draft pick for the Niners, McGlinchey. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that one. Yeah. I thought you were talking about like a running back eating. No, no, no. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw that. Offensive he destroyed lineman. Him. Yeah, it was the first round offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Knew he was coming and everything, and man's dead now. Yeah, he looked like old JJ. Yeah. So if that's that- if that's the JJ we get, <laughs> oh god, I don't even care if Clowney's hurt. So let's okay. Let's end on All this. Right, let's end on Clowney. <laughs> Do you think he's hurt? Um, are you worried? I am concerned. I am concerned. Because if he, I, I feel like if he wasn't hurt, there would have been a contract. I he's first of all we're past. I, I I would have to say that we're past the contract aspect of Clowney. He's not getting one before the season starts. So that's done. There's a reason they did not offer him a contract. And it's not because of the skill. There's something going on. And I don't know what it is. I don't I don't know. It has to be an injury. It can't be anything else. There's no way we would just not sign him. It doesn't make financial football sense. Especially with us being in the best position we're in right now with Khalil not signing it and Donald not signing it. I mean, we really are in the in a powerful position to be able to not necessarily get him at a bargain, but get him at a much lesser rate, much less rate in comparison to what the other two are going to get. Um, and if the plan is to sign him after the season, well, then I feel like from a mathematical aspect, it's just a dumb decision. You can't tie up both all that money into JJ and Clowney. You just can't. You're not going to be successful. I'll let you go because I know this is hurting you right now. No, I'm actually about to. I was about to sneeze. John's about to cry. No, no. I think that I think that they tried to kind of lowball him a little bit with him being hurt. Oh. They've apparently reached some sort of negotiation where JJ or um, Jadavian's not throwing a, a fit. He's not threatening to hold out. He's not making a whole bunch of noise about it. They probably had a discussion about. My guess is it's like. Hey, JD, you stay healthy, you get paid. You don't stay healthy, you don't get paid. Right now, you're not healthy. So this is what we're going to offer you. And it came across in a way that was understanding to Clowney and the way that his mindset kind of is, is he's going to get healthy and he's going to have a good year. And then we'll hear all, he's either going to get franchised or he'll get a contract next, next year. Unless he's hurt to a point where he's a different sort of player. I think that they have him kind of in bubble wrap right now. Um, apparently him riding so he's out. kind of like Hannibal Lecter right now. Like they're just, they, they just have him like on the, on the dolly taped up, like just don't more, get hurt. Yeah. And then they're just going to like cut the tape like September 9th and be like, get him. Pretty and much. They're just going to unleash him. Pretty much. Is that the yeah. picture you're painting right now? Yeah. Um, okay. from the sideline reporters, when Clowney's out there, he's asking enough. Do what? I feel like nobody's asking enough, though, when it comes to Clowney. Nobody. I don't think anybody really wants to know. <laughs> to tell you the truth, you think they're, that see, makes, they're seeing they're that seeing they're seeing enough out of him on the individual drills and the group drills that if it was a real story, one of these reporters that we have in Houston would have made a big deal about it. But they're seeing enough out of him. And the Texans just aren't letting him participate in team drills. But they're also keeping him out of press conferences. I mean, this time last year, he would have been at least one a week with the rest of the star players. He hasn't had one yet this season. 
Maybe because they don't want people asking him about his contract. Or maybe they don't want to ask about, hey, uh, everything okay down there? I don't know. There's definitely some... No, I'm not. I'm there's not some worry. So you just think Sunday, September 9th, yeah. he's the clowny that he was last year, and he just destroys everybody. Um, you know... Just Is that not, what you think? Just not worried about it. Not worried about That's it. That's not like you. No, not worried about... Uh, there's a, there's something going on. Uh-huh. All right. What else we got? I think that's it. Uh, we still need a couple players for the Patreon League. Oh, yeah. We need three uh, to actually have a eight-team league. So we need three more. And if we could get five more, that would be ideal so we can have a ten-team league. But, um, yeah, we have three. We're at four. Four? We're at four. So we got six. Okay. So we need two. We need at two least. More. But four would be ideal. Yep. Um, so yeah, go, uh, go to patreon.com, search Texans unfiltered. Um, we'd love to do this dynasty league with you guys. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. And also September 9th, if you're in the Austin area and you want to come by and watch opening day with me and John, uh, at, at the crib, feel free to hit us up on Twitter and uh, Instagram. What else, John? Am I missing something? Nope. That's it. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, you guys can find us on Amazon, Google Play Store, Amazon Music, uh, Podbay, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud. Just search Texans Unfiltered Podcast and you'll find it wherever you need to find it. Uh, with that being said, I am young Ari Gold signing off for Texans Unfiltered. We will catch you guys next week. up against the wall and said that we couldn't stand the pressure we still got it done man yeah, when they said the clock was winding down and it wasn't enough time to get it done we still got it done man yeah, we are. now it's our time to shine it's our time to keep it 100 so we gonna go out here and show my trail